This is a bonus episode of Making Sunday Happen, Coronavirus and the Church, how to live stream with Living as One, with Colin Jones and Nate Anderson. Let's do it. This is the definitive podcast for helping you plan, create, and execute dynamic worship experiences at your church. Useful, practical content in the areas of production, worship, communications, first impressions, and more. This is Making Sunday Happen. Well, hey guys, welcome to another bonus episode of Making Sunday Happen. If you missed our other bonus episodes uh, this past week, please uh, jump back and watch those. We hosted a leader roundtable with some powerhouse folks in our industry, including Luke McElroy from Salt Conference, Justin Dean from That CC, Luke Miller from Worship House Media, Katie Allred and, and Kenny Jang from Church Communications, uh, Stephen Brewster and Ben Stapley, uh, all were on one leader roundtable call. Um, we just talked about the the state of the church. We talked about state of uh, the state of conferences um, uh, this year. We talked about kind of where we are and where we're going. So be sure to jump back. Now I know that news changes constantly, uh, so a lot can happen in 24 hours. Um, but that so that was a few days ago on where we were, but it's still uh, really applicable. So um, go back and watch that episode. Uh, also, we released an episode with my friend James Wassum all about audio tips for live streaming. Uh, whether you are gathering uh, a small staff uh, to execute your worship experience in your room and you're live streaming that out or you're pre-recording your service, or you're trying to figure out how to do streaming from home, uh, James offers some great tips from an audio perspective on how to enhance the audio quality of your stream. We walk from beginner to more advanced, so every uh, everyone in the spectrum is included in that. Uh, be sure to jump back and watch that episode uh, with James Wassum. Great audio tips on your live stream. All right, today we're going to focus on the video portion of your live stream. I'm welcoming Colin Jones and Nate Anderson from Living as One to the show. I talked with these guys about how to engage your community with your live stream, how to get started quickly. Uh, we talked through the video gear that you need, uh, encoders, your system, your streaming destinations, and more. So let's jump right in my conversation with Colin Jones and Nate Anderson from Living as One. Check this out. Hey guys, today I welcome Nate Anderson. Nate is the digital marketing manager for Living as One. I also uh, welcome Colin Jones. Colin is the president of Living as One. Welcome guys. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah, thanks so much, Carl, for having us on. So we were talking a little bit before uh, we started recording. What, what have you guys seen? What do you make of all this? What do you make of, of the church? Have you guys seen an influx of customers on the streaming side? Um, have you seen a hit? What have you, what has been the response been? Kind of give me a, a state of what you're seeing. Yeah, so we've exploded with new churches wanting to stream, um, and it's been all hands on deck for us. We have temp workers. If anybody wants a job, I'm just kidding. But um, so we have, yeah, I think don't, there is about. Don't, don't throw that out too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Um, but I think we've had probably 200 churches in the last week and a half. Um, and normally we see a lot of people start Friday, Saturday before Sunday. Um, but start services. And just for context, normally we have about 60 to 80 in a, in a month. Um, so there's two times of that of what's normal in a month. Um, so 
and it's it's been really cool everyone's been really encouraging but um it has been a rapid scramble because everything escalated so quickly um i think everybody yeah. thought that you know we were having services this weekend and all of a sudden friday before saturday night services everyone canceled um or had to so right. yeah right uh nate what do you make of, of this so church as we know it obviously is is the landscape is changing yeah yeah, you know, I, I, it's interesting just because we're talking to so many churches one-on-one um, that are in, in completely different situations. Some of them are, um, you know, brand new to streaming. Some of them have, have you know, have very limited knowledge of even how to, how to get a camera working or get a system working. Um, and, uh, and, and there's, there's, you know, a lot of churches, of course, around the world that were thrown into this situation very fast. I mean, I had a, we did a, I did just, just kind of for curiosity's sake, did a little poll in the, in one of, one of the Facebook groups a couple of weeks ago, just asking, you know, how do you guys affect coronavirus to be affecting your church? And probably at that time, about 90% of churches said, no, we, we really don't expect it to have much impact at all. Well, fast forward a couple of weeks now. And, and I think you're seeing that uh, a lot of churches um, are, are getting, you know, hit with an impact pretty hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So many churches are kind of in a mad scramble. Are are you seeing more? Uh, now, I was, we've had a couple of bonus episodes. I've been talking with a couple of people about this. Have you seen uh, more of a small group of staff members meeting at the church to uh, do their uh, service in front of no audience and streaming that? Are they pre-recording it? Are they doing it from home? You know, just one pastor trying to stream it or worship leader. What have, what have been the, the settings in which people... Uh, that you've seen have have been in to do church. Yeah, um, yeah we have churches doing everything. I mean, Vive uh, Church, this really cool thing that I watched that was in like kind of a warehouse deal where it was kind of like a circular thing, um, which is pretty cool. And then they just do that live once and then sim live it the rest of the week. A lot of people are doing pre-recorded stuff um, in their homes. Um, it's probably about one third, one third, one third. You know, like yeah. mm-hmm. most churches that already have all the streaming infrastructure. Um, we'll do like something like their first service or their Saturday night service or their first service on a Sunday live. And they'll just sim live those throughout the day and week. Um, Cause obviously there's not much of a purpose doing multiple services when you have nobody in the room. Um, right. So yeah, we're, we're seeing everything like people are doing everything. Yeah. Yep. And yep. People are actually preparing to do it in their homes, which is interesting. Like, yeah. um, there's a lot of people buying like our portable encoder. Um, Cause they're like, Hey, if this gets crazy and everybody is, if it's mandated for everybody to stay at home, so we, we want our pastors to have an encoder there, which is pretty wild. Yeah. All right. So I want to walk through a lot of churches that are either at ground zero, have not uh, even, uh, you know, talked about streaming. Obviously they're, they're streaming now, but I mean like we're not set up previously for streaming. So I want to talk through those. And then I want to talk about some ideas for people who are already set up. All right. So let's kind of go elementary first and let's walk through how someone can go from zero to 60 on a stream. Um, so you guys have put together a resource on your site um, that kind of walks through a four-step process. So I want to hit those uh, real quick. So I want to talk about uh, step one is uh, your video setup or your, your, your gear. So Nate, do you want to talk about uh, maybe cameras, switchers, audio? Let's hit those three things and, and walk through what someone would need to start a stream. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think what's important to remember, you know, for a lot of churches is, um, you know, you can really start where you are. And a lot of times you can start with the gear that you already have. Um, And, you know, it doesn't need to be fancy. Um, It just needs to be something that's practical and something that gets the message across and something that's stable, something that's not going to 
drop out or, or, you know, have issues. And we'll get kind of more into that with steps two and three, of course, as well. But um, I, I think that's the biggest thing for churches. And, and I tell them a lot of times too, um, you know, audio is, is really like 70% of your video <laughs> where if you have a, if you have a, a, a video stream or, or you're streaming, but, uh, but you know, the audio or the video isn't quite what it, what it should be. Um, well, that's going to impact a lot harder if you can't hear anything than, than what they're saying. So, um, you know, right. really strategically focusing on some of those pieces, focusing on excellence, even in the, in the, in the midst of, you know, kind of chaos of, okay, how do we, how do we practically do this? Let's not do something fancy. Let's do something practical. That's going to provide a good, good result. Um, and for a lot of churches, um, we need to focus on, on that happening at a, at a low cost as well. Um, just with everything else going on. So um, we have some camera recommendations on there uh, that we've, we've chosen specifically kind of with this in mind of um, starting with, with something that's simple, but going you know, to provide a good result. Um, Tell so me what those are. Something important to think about. Yeah. Um, so I, I, we have the, the models on the, on the article themselves, but we have one, we have two different Canon cameras that, that we recommend on there. Um, one of them is an HDMI camera and one of them of course um, has SDI out. Um, and, uh, and so we just tell churches, you know, if you're starting with something simple, you know, a simple camera that outputs HDMI is great. Um, but of course you, you want to think about, uh, like where you're going to be positioning the cameras as you know, HDMI, we can't run over about 50 feet. Um, if you're wanting to do something that has a little bit more extended distance then you know, an, a nicer camera with like an SDI output, um, can, can run for longer than that. And is, is generally a more professional, um, output from a camera. Um, so, you know, thinking about those things, just how you're going to interface as you walk down the system into the encoder into the other pieces, um, is good as well. But, uh, um, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of churches have, have a camera that they've used for recording, um, that they can adapt. Um, but then, uh, thinking about audio, how it integrates into the camera. Um, of course we don't just want to use an internal microphone on a camera. We want to pull in a source, um, a good output source, either, um, at, at bare minimum house mix from, from the, uh, uh, you know, the mix coming from the mixer, of course, uh, we won't have a whole lot of audience mics <laughs> generally in, in, in this time with, without people in the audience, but, um, being able to have, have a mix that's specifically designed for online is great. Um, otherwise just something coming, coming from a pastor's mic is good as well. Um, so having that, you know, going into the camera or else going into the switcher, uh, and then, uh, going into the encoder, uh, that way is great. Um, and then, you know, for, uh, as far as like switchers and, and different mm -hmm. video mixers go, um, mm -hmm. you know, we talked to a lot of churches that are using different, different solutions. A lot of churches that have used Wirecast or have used, mm -hmm. um, you know, vMix or OBS or systems like that in the past. Um, and, you know, those systems, uh, we can talk a little bit about the encoding protocol and kind of how, how, how ours is different. But, um, you know, they use RTMP for encoding. So they're, they're not generally very good encoders, but they work really well for switching, for switching sources. So a lot of churches will take it into a software switcher like that. Um, or else, gosh, you know, probably 70% of our churches use the Blackmagic ADEM TV studio. Um, I think it's like 945 or something like that. Works awesome uh, from switching multiple SDI and, uh, SDI and HDMI sources. Um, or even the new, uh, I, I haven't tried it personally yet, but I've seen a lot of churches that have used the little new Blackmagic ADEM Mini 2. Um, it's like 295, has, you know, a few HDMI sources. Um, and then, uh, you know, the only, only bummer is it doesn't have a multi-view, so you don't have a preview of the sources, but mm -hmm. um, would, would, would likely work well if your cameras are, are close up to, to where, where you are, you know. Um, but, um, but yeah, again, you know, it doesn't have to be fancy. A couple of pieces of, of equipment, a good camera, something to switch between multiple sources if you need to. And then again, really, really focusing on that audio, on getting good quality audio into your mm -hmm. mix um, is, is probably the, the three biggest pieces of, of getting up and running. 
you mentioned this a little bit, but tell me about the encoder. What encoders do you recommend? What encoders do you guys provide? Yeah. Colin, do you want to go over that one? Sure. Yeah. So then um, kind of the difference between our encoder versus everything else is that it resends data on a delay. Um, and so normally with OBS, the way that the public internet was made, um, you know, has packet loss in it. And so I'm sure that you guys have all watched um, smaller churches streams before um, and stopped watching them <laughs> because of all the buffering and stuff like that. About 70% of people are already gone by the second buffering wheel. And so this product was actually created out of the frustration of that, um, that are, it was all the way up to like an elder decision because at our church, we just, we wanted to have an online campus, but we um, couldn't prove it um, as much because we, so many people were leaving the stream because we had, even though we had fiber internet, it was just the way that the internet's made, it can't deliver every frame um, and people don't watch buffering. Um, and so if you're going to stream, we recommend doing it resiliently and you can do it for pretty cheaply um, with our encoders. And so we have one encoder that's like 1300 bucks um, that you can do on a monthly for like 59 bucks a month or something like that. And then the other one, and you own it after you pay for it. Um, and then the other one is the Prism one, which is more of a server grade unit that's like $3,000. Um, and I would think too, I think Nate echoed this in all of his deals and did a really great job, but I would think too about your infrastructure after coronavirus. You know, if you're, if you're spending money and needing to buy cameras and all that, um, it's, it's not that it's it's probably about the same amount, just a slightly different camera or slightly. Those camera recommendations are stuff that works really well in a broadcast room mm -hmm. once you go back mm -hmm. to your normal services. Right. Um, a lot of people right now are buying stuff that's made for, you know, like um, different, like like really bright lighting, um, like different cameras like that that are just consumer off the shelf, whatever, um, that do not work well in a broadcast environment. And those are why we recommend those cameras is because they work well with low light um, and in broadcast scenarios um, so that when you, after all the coronavirus stuff, <laughs> they're still usable. Um, they're not just thrown right. away, you know? Right, yeah. right. Um, tell me about the uh, web platform service that you guys provide and some of the plan options there. Yeah, so I can go. So we have plans anywhere from 100 to 400 bucks a month. It, it kind of depends on where you want to go, and this gets into a strategy deal. So, like, um, are you guys, are you familiar with Church Online Platform, Carl? Yeah. I'm happy to explain it. Do you think your yeah, audience go, is already? No, okay. I would go ahead and go ahead and explain what that is. Okay, awesome. So Church Online Platform is a free resource. It's basically like a WordPress for Church Online. Um, Life Church made it, um, and then they they um, developed it in a scalable manner and then um, gave it out to everyone. So I think they had like 3,000 new, and we work really closely with them, and they have like 3,000 new um, new churches on it like last weekend, which is obscene. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, and I think there's 21,000 churches on it <clears throat> total or 21,000 accounts. I don't know the exact numbers. Um, but it makes chat, schedule, giving, um, contact us uh, really easy. And, um, and something that I would focus on is a lot of churches want to stream to YouTube and Facebook, um, but the watch times for those platforms are really low. Like Facebook yeah. is, they're amazing for marketing, but Facebook has about a two to a five minute average watch time. YouTube has about a 15 to 25, but your website or church online platform has about 30 to 45. And a lot of times we see right. in the fifties with our stuff because it's longer retention. Um, right. And so, and things, so things like, you know, they're going to kick off, click on the give button, especially now, because that's important, or the join a community group button, or the whatever you want them to do button, instead of clicking on the cat video or the friend who just got engaged. Um, you can embed YouTube yeah. in church online platform, um, but keep in mind, YouTube's obviously incentivized to pull people to their platform. Um, and so they, they always want you to click on the YouTube button or on the suggested videos. And if you're a small church, you can't, you can't do those settings um, to where the suggested videos are your videos. Even if you do, they click away to their platform. Um, and so we recommend doing an embed code if you can afford it. Um, the plans for that started like 200 bucks. Um, and then they go up there, but the, uh, 
Yes. And then, so it's, you know, it's kind of the difference of one person giving per month, but you'll have way more people engaged. Um, and afterwards too, you know, and, and that type of personality, you know, the, um, the more that you can get engaged people online on your website, obviously the more um, retention that you're going to create over time on your stream um, and et cetera. And we can talk about, there's kind of, I don't know, Carl, did you already do one on like the strategy of streaming? Um, like the front door, side door, digital door? No, go ahead, go ahead and get into some of that. Uh, yesterday we did one on audio tips for live streaming. So we just focused on the audio portion of your stream, uh, but we awesome. haven't gotten into strategies yet. So feel free to dive. Awesome. Yeah, I love all your content. You're pumping it out so fast right now, which is awesome. <laughs> Thanks, so I want to make sure to not be redundant. Um, no, you're fine. So, so the front door, so Jeff Reed on the Church Digital has great resources on his website. He has tons of posts on coronavirus and he works with Stadia Church Planning on all this stuff. And they just do it, do it for free. It's all free content and really great. So I'd recommend that if, um, if you need that. Um, but, the, uh, but the first one is the front door. So it means, hey, like even I was talking to our pastor yesterday of Chase Oaks, which is like an 8,000 person church. And they were like, Hey, digital is that, you know, live streaming is a new front door. Um, you used to ask people to come to your church and they would just come, right? Or they would drive past your building on, on a highway. Everyone wanted highway buildings and that's still a good thing. Um, and they would come in, right? Now it's they'll look you up on Google first. They'll read your reviews. They'll watch right. a video. 80 something percent of okay. people watch a video or a live stream before they go to your site. And if you live stream versus doing a video, it's about five to 15 times the amount of views just because of the later psychology, right? If you just post a video on demand, they'll say, I'll watch that later. And then guess what later never comes, right? Um, and so the psychology is that it doesn't matter if it's a sim live, which means like a fake live experience, um, or a live stream, but it'll be 15, five to 15 times the amount of views if you put it on your video. The next one is, um, the side door. So people are, you know, people used to come to church like 3.8 times a month. The newest research from leadership network says like 1.4, <laughs> which is crazy, but that's, we can't change that. Right. That's just human behavior. I mean, we can do things to try to adapt it, but that's just observations and culture. Right. Um, and so if you can keep them involved, the other 2.6 times, um, They'll be more invested in community groups, more invested in volunteering, um, more invested in all the other things. It's the, it's the mom at the soccer or the people in the mountains or the people in Florida um, that are donors, that are regular givers, um, that, if, that come to your church regularly, that if you can keep them invested on church online, they'll be more involved. And then the other one is digital door, um, which means, you know, everybody has, Carl, like, um, you know, you have spheres of influences of, of relationships and people that um, they would never go to church, but they love Carl, right? They respect him. Um, and if you post something online from a church service um, or send it to them, then they'll watch it just because they love Carl. Um, and we see people come to Christ. Like normally when churches start streaming, there's, you know, like a few, um, if they're a bigger church, hundreds of people that come to Christ over time just because of that effect. You know, hey, I, I would never go to a church building. That's scary. That's weird. I'm not like Christians. Um, but I love what Carl's doing and I'll, I'll watch what he's up to, you know. Yeah. yeah and it could be less intimidating from the uh, traditional walk down the aisle uh, yep. <laughs> to, to get saved kind of thing. Um, yeah. an invitation, a normal kind of invitation, uh, might be a little bit less invasive. And so people are more willing to put themselves out there. Um, Man, and what a, what a cool opportunity. I mean, even in this time, you know, if there's, if there's a silver lining to it of being able to have, um, churches engaging with others and sharing with others. And just like you were saying, you know, even our pastor, um, uh, I go to Red Rocks here in Denver and, um, Pastor Sean said, you know, he was doing a Facebook live and he was like, you know, it, it, even if you're intimidated by, uh, by sharing, bringing somebody to church, like, uh, it's, it's a lot less intimidating to send them a link. And, uh, and so I think that's really important. I think even we, we got the numbers from church online platform. And I think in the first week that all this was happening, they were able to record something like 15,500 salvations, um, just wow. from churches that were on the platform. Wow. 
wow. uh, which is pretty incredible. That's awesome, man. Um, what, Colin, one thing that you said that, uh, Nate, I'd love for you to expound on a, a little bit and camp out there because I don't want to miss this in, in that the engagement rate of Facebook versus YouTube versus your stream on your website. Speak to that a little bit more. And the fact that we're, we're, um, we can easily click away on Facebook if we see something else interesting. But if they're on our website, we're engaging them with something that we want them to be more engaged with than the cat video. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's really important. I mean, you know, it, it, it just kind of makes common sense too, that you want, you want your visitors, you want your, your viewers engaging with your own content. Um, it's no, no surprise that, you know, Facebook and YouTube, their, their incentive is not to have you engaged with your content. Their, their incentive is for you to be engaged with their advertisers content. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so they're going to do everything that they can to do that. Um, and not just that, um, I think Colin knows the stats. Um, I, I can't remember quite what it is, but there's, there's, you know, every time you scroll, you're getting in Facebook, you're getting a little bit of a dopamine hit, you know, that's been studied, that's been proven and tested. So their incentive is not to have you camp out on one piece of content Their their incentive is to have you keep scrolling. And so um, I think that's just, yeah, that's something that we recommend to a lot of churches is, you know what, don't, don't rush to Facebook and YouTube really have a philosophy and a strategy behind how and where you're streaming, um, because that's going to make a big Im impact long-term for you and your church. Um, yeah. And, you know, you, you don't want, you know, like, like Colin was saying, Facebook and YouTube, those are great as kind of the, the, the marketing and the digital door. Um, but ultimately you want, you want people to be engaged with, with your volunteers um, on your campus, your, 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 uh, your community and your content. Good. Uh, Colin, you spoke to this a, a little bit, but tell me about virtual events, scheduling my previously recorded content. Speak to that. Best ways to simulate live events. Yeah. So the simplest way is just to do a live feed once. You know, you don't want to do a bunch of, uh, I mean, obviously, if you're trying to do a weekend service, um, the more times that you have editing, the more time that it takes to do that, and that gets overly complicated. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you can just post, you know, I mean, host one experience live. Um, that generates a lot of views doing it live and then it's authentic because it's actually live, you know? Um, and then you can do it um, over time and you just sim live and that's all automated from our platform. Um, and you can do that to Facebook, YouTube, your website, you know, your app, Roku, Apple TV all at once. Um, and then that makes, I think that's the simplest workflow for people. Um, and then it just, I think the live experience really helps your pastor more than anything. Um, churches that are um, not used to the live experience or whatever, that's a really great thing for um, bigger churches that, you know, their pastors are used to that anyway. Um, that don't probably need that live feel to something that um, can know that the next cut's coming or whatever. Um, a lot of them are just doing pre pre-recorded videos um, and just uploading them to the system and sim living out everywhere, or up, up putting it on the encoder and pushing it out. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's great. And we actually rushed that feature to, um, cause we didn't have that feature before because that was not a thing, right? Everybody was doing live services to sim live them. People would might clean up a cut, but that's still easy to upload from an encoder. And so now, um, we rushed that feature out the door just so that you can upload to a cloud and simulate live everywhere. Um, you can also church online platform. If, if you don't have the resources to stream or use something like us, um, church online platform has the ability just to, if you upload a video, you can't do this to social media, but if you upload a video, um, then like to YouTube or Vimeo, um, then you can sim live it from their platform. Um, and so if you're like a church of no resources, you're like, I could never pay a hundred bucks a month for something. Um, that's a great resource. Um, just to do it to Vimeo, which is, you know, you can get mm -hmm. plans for really cheap. Mm -hmm. I would do it to Vimeo instead of YouTube, but, um, to Vimeo, um, and then they church online platform makes it to where it looks live essentially. Mm -hmm. Good. All right. Well, where do you guys see this going? 
Nate, what what does the future hold for the next few months, do you think? Fortune tale a little bit. Yeah, man. I mean, I think it'll be really interesting to see how it plays out for churches. Mm -hmm. Um, Like Colin was saying, uh, you know, uh, I I think it's really important to think about life after coronavirus (laughs) for churches and and what is is our strategy? How how does this influence our strategy? Um, I've been talking to a lot of tech guys that have said, you know what? Um, we've been trying to get our church to stream for a long time and this has kind of finally <laughs> yep. pushed us over the edge, you know, yeah. which is really cool. Um, and, uh, and so I think it's, it, it's a, it's been a really awesome opportunity on the digital front for churches and kind of a, a revolution in a way where now we're seeing kind of this, this online digital presence for churches, unlike anything that we've ever seen before. Um, yeah. and man, if that results in more people coming to Christ and more people engaging with, with churches, man, I, I, I can't see anything but benefit in that, you know? Um, so it's, it's, it's definitely been a tough time, um, for a lot of churches, but I, I think that they should just feel encouraged about, uh, about what the future, you know, looks like, um, after all this is done. Colin, yeah, you know, we had the, good. Yeah. yeah, we had the same thing in our church, you know, our elders and all that decided, you know, they thought, oh, live streaming is going to take our audience. You know, this was like eight years ago and we started it, but you know, all these worries. And it was a big, big hurdle to get us a live stream. And we ended up just having to do it with the password protection without permission. Um, and people came to Christ through it because they shared it with their friends. And like the, uh, so I think for us digital people, it's a horrible thing. And we want coronavirus to end immediately. Um, but it's also kind of exciting because it's forcing our pastors to think digitally to where they always just thought attend butts in seats. And, you know, if you're a technical person, you kind of know, hey, that's not how the world's operating anymore. You know, um, right. there's, there's this, you know, and some churches have the strategy of, just all I want to do to stream is push people offline. I mean, online and offline and that's okay. Um, it, it helps that a lot. Um, but then I think now we're seeing churches, Hey, you know, we've got to reach kids digitally. We've got to reach, um, you know, every, every part of our ministry digitally. Um, what does that look like? And that's forcing people to think through what is the, what does that mean for our strategy afterwards? I think we'll see that in the next few weeks. I think we'll actually see like an uptick in people streaming once they go back. Cause there'll be a lot of people I that agree. aren't comfortable there. When, when, when Trump or whoever the governor, you know, of whatever announces that people can go back to meeting in groups, um, there's still going to be a large percentage of people probably who don't feel comfortable. Um, that you'll have to supplement with online. Um, and that's where that strategy will really come in for um, online services. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it's pushed us into online permanently. Um, you know, for the most part, as, as we go back in and get back to normal life, I agree with you. I don't think the online presence that we've established during coronavirus, some of them for the first time, I don't think that's going away. Um, I think they'll, they'll keep it. So awesome. Well, uh, tell us how we can, uh, uh, get a hold of you guys. Obviously living is one.com is your website. Uh, for those of, of people who are, might be listening and watching thinking, well, how do I get, how do I get started? Um, living is one.com. There's that, the blog post that we've covered content on is right there on your homepage. Tell us how we can sign up for the service. Yeah, we can go. So we've got, if you go to livingisone.com, we've got a COVID-19 <laughs> just big button to click on because we, it's, it's crashed. Our, our, our um, technology is very scalable. No problems. We can handle 10 X of that. But we moved all sales pretty much to online and group demos. And so just click on that. And that's all information you need. You can buy from the site. Um, you can reach out to one of us if you need um, questions yeah. answered. Um, you can call, text, or email, whatever. We're happy to help. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks guys for your time. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Carl. The show notes for this episode are available now at makingsundayhappen.com. Well, hey guys, as I leave you, I want to again tell you about a great free resource for your church that Steve Dirks from our team and our design team has put together. 
It's called The Ultimate Live Streaming Guide. Uh, it's a 12-page book filled with resources uh, and also gives you a step-by-step guide to how to set up your church's live stream. Uh, we've, we've heard the top three questions that you guys are dealing with are, how do I uh, handle my live stream? How do I get that up and running? Uh, and two is kids, three is students. Uh, so uh, we're going to be uh, releasing some resources uh, for you to help you with your kids and student ministry uh, streams and engagement with your kids and students. Uh, but for now, we want to tackle that first one um, and give you a resource to get your stream up and going. So this is it. It's 100% free, 1230.media forward slash live stream guide. 1230.media forward slash live stream guide. Again, it's 100% free. Uh, Steve walks through um, how to set up your stream, how to do Facebook Live, how to go live on your church's website, the best streaming providers to use, and, and all that stuff. Okay? 1230.media forward slash live stream guide. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this special episode of our podcast. We have more resources coming out just for you. Uh, we are going to try to bring the cost down uh, for our media content and, and for our resources down as low as we can possibly go uh, to help you through this time. We're going to give as much free as we possibly can away to you. Uh, hundreds of you have engaged with us with the live streaming guide. Um, and so uh, it just uh, we just want to help you guys. Uh, we want to be here for you. We're going to be doing a live stream uh, or a Zoom call, rather, a, a live Zoom call every Monday is what we're looking at at 12.30 p.m. See what we did there? Um, at 12.30 p.m. Uh, every Monday, if we need to do more, we'll do more. Uh, we did this uh, last week and got some good response. Uh, several people jumped in. Just an open public call for you to jump in get your questions answered on what you're dealing with. So we want to talk to you. We want to be there for you. All right. As I leave you today, I also want to encourage you on this. Um, and this is coming from the owner of a media company, guys, okay? I, I don't want you to worry as much about quality right now, okay? I want you to engage with your people. Find a way to pastor them, whether that's Facebook Live, whether that's through, um, you know, you sending them an email every day, whether that's through a Zoom call, whatever that needs to be, pastor your people first. Guys, if the Tonight Show can do the Tonight Show from Jimmy Fallon's home, you can do church from your living room. Um, and it's not going to matter. People are not going to uh, care too much about the quality. You want to make it uh, the audio level, you want to make the, the audio quality as good as you can. You want to make the video quality as good as you can. We're going to give you resources for that. We're going to help you with that. But at the end of the day, pastor your people. Get on with them online and engage with them. Okay, Whether that's through uh, your iPhone, whether that's through your computer, Zoom call, Facebook, YouTube Live, uh, whatever method you're using, uh, talk to your people, pastor them well through this. All right, continue to create amazing online worship experiences for the foreseeable future. I'll catch you next time. Making Sunday Happen is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your church, visit makingsundayhappen.com.